following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two fancy for you. Welcome to episode number 31 of The Take with Willie and Rennie and Ian. We're all here again. Sounds good, eh? Sounds better with Rennie. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> again. Mate, it's good to have you back, Ren. It's good to be back, mate. The only person that backed the Panthers to get through to the grand final. You did. Mate, told you. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> told you. Whatever. Get off your high horse. Uh, he told us, whatever. They were actually pretty good, but we'll talk about that later. We are brought to you by bettingsite.com.au. We are the worst punters in Australia, officially, after last week. And this week, we're going to have another crack. There's only one game, so I can't surely someone wins something in this game. But anyway. Mm. Once again, Rugby League has punched itself in the testicular region uh, after the season has finished. We've gone to Mad Monday, and all of a sudden, all of the dramas are starting to fly Thick and fast, we've got Reese Walsh, who was arrested with a small patch, plastic satchel of an unknown substance, mm. believed to be an illegal drug. And now there's been video footage of two extremely well-known Storm players, uh, presumably at their Mad Monday yesterday after they got beaten by Rennie's Panthers. Um, they have been... It appears in the video as if they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Why does this keep happening? And well, they weren't one point five meters away. <laughs> they're in Queensland. They Is don't have it? to be. Oh, okay. Think, That's all I've seen wrong. They're vaccinated. Sweet. Yeah, they, double vaxxed. They've got the uh look, they have obviously been in a situation they shouldn't have put themselves in, and they've obviously trusted someone that they shouldn't trust. My issue with this whole thing is how does this keep ending up being filmed? Who is filming it? Who are these blokes that they're with? And how, as a person in the spotlight, do you trust that these randos are going to do the right thing? I'll start with you, actually, Will, because I've been out with you a number of times, obviously, over the last 15 years, and you will give your time to anyone. You know, you will talk to people. You you know, you freely give your time to people. And if you didn't, people would probably turn around and say, oh, Willie's up himself or whatever. You clearly... Talk to whoever talks to you as long as they're respectful. It would be very easy to get in a situation where you think you're friends with someone and come back. Why do these blokes not realise that the things have changed and every imbecile's got a camera, everyone's got a phone, and these things keep happening? Yeah, these kids just need to simply smarten up. You know, uh, let's not sit here and try and think that drugs aren't part of society, you know, and it's not the 2000s, it's not the 90s and stuff like that where... You know, everyone's sort of hidden away from it. It's it's right there in society. It's right at your front door. So let's not even sugarcoat it and act like it's not there. So these players just need to be smart, a lot smarter. Don't put yourself in this situation. Like, look out for each other. I'm not sure what is going on. Last time I was in the NRL, Ren, when the NRL come around with the welfare and they try and put you in these predicaments, um, you know, have these actors around like where, you know, you put you in these situations and stuff like that. I'm not sure. They need to wake it, wake fuck up the NRL and say, look, this is what's this is what's happening. We know seventy percent of you players are going to be doing this at Mad Monday or any time in your life during the NRL career. This is how this is all the situation like look at it look at it like that. Like this is the situation you're gonna get into after after Mad Monday, this that there's gonna be people around. You watch for phones, like tell them what's happening in society when because when they get out, they don't know how to act. Act like fucking children. Can't blame the NRL on this. No, I'm not this one, no, I'm not. I'm just saying like I'm just saying you need to educate some young kids all the time. Educate them. The last how many players have been done on camera phones in the last five years? Smarten up. That's what I said. No, no. Don't smart you smarten up's the wrong word. They're fucking imbeciles. How many times do they have to get caught on camera? They're obviously hanging around random people they don't even know who's trying to get cloud or trying to send videos to their friends because they're with players that play in the NRL. Like it's more than smarten up. You're just a plain idiot. I reckon that's the big thing for me. I mean, people you don't want to get to a situation where NRL players don't feel as though they can talk to the fans or whatever because, you know, people that are 
supporters of the game, you know, 99 times out of 100, they're good people, but there's one bad egg. And what's happening with this situation is that you're getting to a situation where clubs are going to say to players, do not associate with anyone you do not know in a social situation. And that would be very sad for the game, I think. Understand this, where I'm coming from with that. Like we can sit here easily and just say, oh, don't do it, smarten up, all this sort of shit. But you got to understand, these kids are going to do it. They're idiots, you know what I mean? They're, gonna, they're going to do it, you know what I mean? We can sit here, we're 40 years old, we've been through the fucking ringer. We know what's going on, but let's just simply state facts. The kids are going to do it. So they need to fucking smarten up. The education needs to be there. It's like they don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like what, what do you think is going to happen if you go into a, into a room with a bunch of randoms and you say, yeah, and then they pour this shit out on the table... And then you fucking don't even know these people. Of course, people are going to have their phones. It's 2021. Like, fucking, like, smarten the hell up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they're going to be put in this situation. That's what I'm saying. They need to fucking get educated on this shit so they know what the fuck is going on when they get in this situation because clearly they don't know how because of the amount of times they've been fucking caught on camera. Mm-hmm. It frustrates the hell out of me because, yeah. let's like, drugs are a part of society. This is what's happening right now. It's like, for fuck's sake, at the end of the year, this is going to happen. Yeah. And whether like you we, condone it or not, I'm not, not condoning it. I just know what happens in society. And yeah. you do, Rand, yeah. so do you. We're not idiots. We can just sit up here because we're 40 years old and we fucking sit in. We've got a lot of experience behind us. We've got to try and help these young little fucks, you know? Like, while sitting there, like, he could have got out of that shit. Listen to the cops in the first place. Just move along. It was that that one for me. Look, and That's full, dumb. Full credit to Reese Walsh for putting his hand up and not trying to create some sob story. He just put his hand up and said, I did the wrong thing. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, he's a 19-year-old kid or whatever. Kids make mistakes. The biggest mistake he made, if he knew he had something on him that he shouldn't have and a copper tells you yeah, to go away, man, just that's go what away. I mean. This thing, you can get away. You can, you can honestly get out of these situations if you're actually a little bit street smart and you knew what the fuck was going on in your, in, in society. People are sitting there, they're trying to film you, they're trying to do all this shit all the time, trying to bring you down. Keep your circle tight. Don't go out and just go out to random people's houses and shit because they just they want to fuck you up like this. One of the interesting things that I find, and this is again like it's it's a broad ranging topic, and, and there's a lot of people probably that have never touched drugs, and there's a lot of people that hate drugs, and and drugs are bad in society, and I get that, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form. No, we're saying, not. We're not doing but, it. But ultimately, right? You look at the two players from the Storm. One of the t- things that people love about them is that they're the larrikins and they're the lovable rogues and they're this. And and 20 years ago or 30 years ago, David Boone had drink 50 cans of piss on a flight and everyone talks about David Boone being a legend for doing that. Society has changed. And so mm. these blokes, you can't hold them up to be the, the modern-day larrikins and, and doing all these things if you're not aware of what larrikins these days are doing. It's a different time, Rand. They, they want to be the larrikins, and yeah. it's carried over into the off-season. You know, they want to be known as the blokes that they can, you know, have a good time and party. Relate to everyone. Relate to everyone. And, you know, forgive the listeners for us being so, you know, so this frustrated you can't talk and, about and, this and shit. swearing, but it's, it's so, so frustrating that this is happening over and over and over again. When the last five years, players continually get caught on bloody camera. Yeah. Like, how stupid do you have to be? Yeah. If you're going to have a, a mad Monday, you, you, you party with your teammates. The blokes you went into war with, into battle with all year, they're the ones that you need to be sitting in a room with having a good time. You don't have to hang around these complete randoms that have absolutely nothing in it for themselves other than trying to Make a name for himself. Make a name for himself. So that's why we're so frustrated on this exactly. matter. It is. It is frustrating. That's the thing. Because we're sitting there, it looks like we're part of that. They're part of us. You know, we're in the same brotherhood sort of thing. So we know what's going on. And we, you know, we've been through the ring of both of us. You know what I mean? Like in our careers. Yeah. Is that we just This situation can be... Just, it's avoidable. It, it's, it's so avoidable. And that's what frustrates me is because these kids are so dumb. Yeah. I don't trust these people, man. And ultimately, if... You know, so, they, they lose they lose the game if it wasn't for that being on the camera phone. And people talk about them being role models. They would still remain role models if it wasn't in everyone's view because some arsehole took a photo of it. That's just my opinion and I just think it's wrong. But anyway, if you're out there and you think you can make a name for yourself taking a photo of a famous people making a mistake... You're an absolute wanker. Yeah, you are. All right, speaking of... I was about to say, speaking of wankers, that's a bit harsh. But Billy Slater's just been announced <laughs> the state of origin coach for Queensland. Nice. 
you know. That would have been good. I like, I, look, I, I actually, you know, Queensland have had a few lean years and New South Wales have obviously been on top and Paul Green probably wasn't the man to lead them out of it. And I think they're trying to go back. There's a lot of pressure on Billy Slater, I reckon, because it was a bit like with Kevin Walters coming back to the Broncos. You know, mm. what they need is they need someone who's going to teach them about the spirit and they're going to... Technically, what they need is good players that play well together. And the Broncos don't have that. And I think Queensland, they've got it, but it'll take more than just telling war stories about the old days to make a Queensland side beat this New South Wales team. I think it's all about war stories, you know, that, that Queensland spirit. And they proved it in the last game of uh, the Origin Series this year. Was it when they won game yep. three? And, you know, yeah. on paper... New South Wales should have beaten by 50. So bringing in Billy Slater, I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago. He, he was the obvious choice. Uh, a student of the game, he, he will leave no stone unturned. He'll bring in the, the, uh, the, the right you know, coaching staff, the right environment. Um, it's whether or not you know, they turn up on, on the night. And um, yeah, like I said, I think Billy Slater was the only person that should have... Uh, who, else, who, else, who else was available? Well, I reckon like maybe Neil Henry and... I don't I, honestly. It, it right. felt it felt very much like they had decided that Slater was the bloke, and yeah. they offered him in the job, and then there was some sort of hoo ha about yeah. whether he's going to take it or not. But I, I don't think there was a plan. B. Yeah, we spoke about it. You know, there's a lot of positives for Bill coming in, and let's not forget he's Billy Slater. You know what I mean? He's a he's a he's a big name in Origin. You mm. know what I mean? Like he's just he's just he's star powered. You know what I mean? Like he's got a lot of pull. So to have Billy Slater as your Queensland coach. Puts bums on seats to itself. You know what I mean? It's like Wayne Bennett. When Bain, Wayne Bennett's your coach, he's box office. Billy Slater's box office. He's going to bring all those big guns in. You, you'll get excited because you said, you know, he's, he's a student of the game. He's been, he's, he's been under the tutelage of, Wayne, of um, Craig Bellamy and some great coaches. So he's just going to, he's going to do it his way. Yeah. And I think, interestingly, Wayne Bennett, um, who is the one who just won, obviously, the most recent series with, with Queensland yeah. and then gave it away again. But... He's been he's been quiet with the split from Brisbane. Um, I was actually watching that that game on Friday night, and um, I'd had a couple, and so I thought I'll start and watch a press conference because there was no reason for me to continue drinking other than staying up and watching the press conference. So I thought I'll watch a press conference, <laughs> and it was probably the best press conference I've ever seen Wayne Bennett do. He was just on fire, and it was the first time that he really has. I mean, he didn't unload on the Broncos, but he basically said, because they were talking about him coming to South, and I'll just read a quote. I will say publicly that they undermined me in the conversations with South. So they didn't do a little job on me. They did the best possible job yeah. they could have done on me. So he's basically saying that Brisbane tried to stop him getting the job with yeah. South. You know what Wayne's really good at? Putting all the pressure on himself during grand final week so mm. you don't talk about South mm. Sydney. Because look what we're talking about. He's a genius at that shit. Don't yeah. think that old little... Old tall little scrawny thing doesn't know what's going on there. Like he's he knows what's going on. He's just he's too smart. There's another day or two where you're talking about him and his little beef for Brisbane. Next yeah. minute, next minute's Wednesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you lock you lock back down. You know, like a lot of pressure on these young kids. You think they're going to talk to Taff and all those? They want all this, especially early on in media week. You know, it was in the grand final. Yeah. It's crazy. He's going. He's just too smart. And I think. This is this is what he's done. Yeah, I, I didn't this, see it that way. Yeah, Take he's pressure smart. Off side, takes pressure yeah. off all these young kids. All the kids that never played in grand finals. There's only there's only Reynolds. Um, I think about two or three others. Tom that played in the grand final. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So everyone else has never played in the grand final. Yeah. This is Wayne, just being like, being Wayne. just being Wayne. He's yeah. just too smart for the media because they're talking about this. He don't give a f undermine me. They un undermine me. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? He's, he's way over that. Seriously. Yeah. Like, honestly, we're talking about who undermined him. Yeah. No one cares. He doesn't care. Yeah. But he knows that he's just too smart for the media because they're putting his shit in the paper. Yeah. Like, he's fucking got us. 10 nil. Genius. <laughs> he is. Do you reckon, I mean, interestingly with, obviously, last time um, South and Penrith played, Ivan Cleary came and stuck his head up a little bit and Wayne Bennett just absolutely just removed flogged it. it. Yeah. So Ivan Cleary, you would assume this week, is going to... Just shut his mouth because he's been water. schooled. Yeah. So, <laughs> but if what does Wayne Bennett do? So you've obviously had experience with Wayne Bennett. At what point during the week when South? Because at the moment Penrith are favourites, right? But at some point people are going to realise that Souths probably should actually be yeah. favourites in this game. 
So what's Wayne going to... Like, how do you take the pressure off in a situation, this grand final? Will he just wait for something to happen and then turn it around? Is that how he does it? I or? don't know. He's pretty smart. With things like this, what he's done here, they're all talking about him. This is early on the week where media is really... It starts from today. Really, they're at you. They're trying to look for stories, look for narrative, look for injury stories, trying to get to TAF. You know, you're better without Latrell. All these sort of things that they're trying to get to. You know, pressure on Reynolds leaving. Benji Marshall's last game. You know what I mean? They're always looking for some sort of angle. They're good stories. Mm. You know, uh, Benji Marshall's last game. That's what he'll try and probably push it to because he knows Benji's a vet. He can handle all that sort of stuff. Reynolds is a vet. He can handle that sort of stuff. Taff, youngest kid to ever play in a grand final. You know what I mean? Seven games, like in the the NRL era. You know, there's a lot of pressure on that kid. Latrell being out, there's a lot of pressure being, you know, Latrell's uh, replacement. So it's all about protecting the Taff kid. You know what I mean? And he's a genius at doing that, and he'll protect him as much as he can. Until we get later on the week, get over Wednesday, Thursday, then it's all, it's all settled. By the time Thursday, you really lock in. Uh, you have that day off and then come back in. So, they're, I mean, they're already, they're already in camp, so to speak. You know what I mean? So they're hanging out with each other all the time. But he will take as much pressure off as he can as a coach. And he, I know they have little uh, like media rules where they go, we have to have that player. Not with the coach, and that puts his foot down. Was Not there, when Wayne does, because Wayne will give you, just say if you want to put, you want Taffy, he goes, I'll give you Cody Walker. You know yeah. what I mean? He'll play it off. He'll ask senior players to come in and stand in for the young kid or whatever whatever their big story is, he'll try and protect that kid. So he's, he's, he's great like that. And that's why players love that guy. Did you have a coach that was like that? Was there any of your coaches that you felt like if, if something was going in, you'd just, you knew your coach was going to go out in the press conference and take the pressure off? Um, not necessarily. Mercury, I mean... Grand final week for us was the best week of your life. And I think it's, it's important. And, and Wayne will drive that with his players just to to soak this up and enjoy it. This doesn't come around uh, too often. And like uh, Will and said... And it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, when we won the grand final, I thought we were going to win 10. Yeah. So I think it, he'll be driving into these players just to soak every moment of this week in, you know. Uh, this is the best week of their life. This best week of their life. Pre- prepare the best they can. And just um, you know, eliminate any eliminate any sort of outside noise and and just concentrate on their job. Yeah. And they're just simple simple words, and it seems like everyone sort of repeat. But they're the most important words that you'll hear. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Enjoy every moment. It's going to be the best time. You, like you think at a young kid, like it's hard to put an old head on young shoulders. Do you know what I mean? Like we can sit back here now as old retired players and go, that is the fucking best week of your life. You know what I mean? So really soak that shit in because Benji Marshall, two thousand five, was in the grand final. Mm. Now it's taken him what sixteen years yeah. to get back. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's been all all through, and everyone thought he would have thought he played in five grand finals. Mm. You know what I mean? They're so lucky to get to enjoy that moment. And like Benji will be driving that, and he's very well respected. So you're going to have players like Benji. You're going to have guys like, um, you know, like even like Adam Reynolds. who was there. They'll lean on the 2014 team. Mm. Get a lot of energy from their guy. Them, them, those guys. You know, and that's what the coach will be looking for as well. To, to lend, you know, some energy off Benji and, and all the guys that have played in grand finals. Yeah. To take pressure off the younger kids. But the younger kids are going to get that. Enjoy the week, enjoy the moment, all that sort of shit. And fucking do it. The work's been done. Yeah. You know? The work's been done. It's all about preparation now mentally. Being mentally right for this game and, and just knowing your role and, and just honing in and not overthinking it too much. You know, you want a, bit, a lot of downtime. You know, there's obviously going to be those, those those moments at night where you're going to be thinking of the game, but you can't waste that energy, you know, thinking about it too much. You know, as soon as uh, Sunday comes around, it's, it's when you really, really switch on and, um, you know, exactly. just know your role. Exactly it's what human. you said there. The work is already done. You've played, what, 24 games, you're two semifinals. You are not – there's not a – this game is a game that you've never been ready for in your life than this game. There's not a game, you know what I mean? You've played everything, you know what I mean? There's not many players coming back from injury or anything like two or three weeks being out. You've, you've, you're battle-hardened. You've been through everything. And they would be thinking they've gotten through the year pretty good. You know, push, only an injury to Latrell. You're not training that. Like, you're not doing nah. contact in that this week, are you? Hardly any just, contact, yeah. mate. Everyone's Staying everyone just just looking real sharp, mate. Yeah. Well, you blokes won one, so you obviously knew what you were yeah. doing. Nathan Cleary... He's, I like this. Nathan Cleary, they've scored the try. Nathan Cleary's managed to walk in. He's come a little bit further in. He missed a kick yeah, anyway. It's 10 metres. I love it. I well, thought that was mate, great. That's trying to keep them, on the t- keep them on their toes. Yeah. It wasn't watching again. Yeah. 
One referees. job. One job, refs. Bunker. Bunker could have called that in. Straight away. 100% the bunker did. They got one fucking job, the bunker. They don't know what's going on. Didn't we get you a job there last week? What <laughs> let's happened? Limit, yeah. let's, let's limit the bunker I've, I've right down. Been, yeah. Let's limit their job right down. Just make sure the kicker puts it in the right spot. That's Just simp- simplify it for the bunker. Isn't, am I right in we saying We need to get General back in there. There's two there was people. no mistakes in the bunker when General was there. Isn't there two people in the bunker? There's about six. <laughs> Six people. There's a bunker watching the bunker. It's ridiculous. It's like Adrian Brunker. They need to start up. They need to start up the uh, the bunker bunker. Yeah. All right. Well, William, oh, it's getting tight. We're yeah. going to go straight in now to one of my favourite sessions. Yeah. It's the. You know what? This is sad because this what is happened? our last one. Oh no! It's our last of the. Big boys. <laughs> Willie's Big Boy Yep, Big Boys this week They were fantastic on the weekend Um, We the first game with Manly and South Sydney That was a pretty brutal game But then the big game on Saturday Saturday afternoon Melbourne versus Penrith That's where That's where um, some of the big boys are really on show. So uh, my one vote goes to Big Nelson, Asafa Solomona. I thought he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding on the weekend. Mm-hmm. The, the difference that he made off the bench, how hard he was running. You see his first couple of hit-ups, and even though that try wasn't a try, no one was stopping that dude, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just that bad line ran. And then, um, mate, he was just destructive. You know what I mean? So um, at one point, two points goes to Fish Hour simply because they won. And that big, tough SOB was out there. He got smashed in the first hit-up. Like the very first hit-up, he looked like he was done for the game. And he toughed out another 40 minutes, I think. Played in the middle, did some real crucial runs. Just because you look at the stat sheet, I don't look at the stat sheet. If you have 200 metres, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? It's where you do your metres. He made 80 metres and they were right in the middle. There was hardly any kickoffs or dropouts and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? And they were real tough runs. But three points, Cameron Murray. Do you see that game? Do you see that game that kid had? I think he's close to, I think he's about 65 minutes. There's like 40 tackles. Like his efficiency is over 90%. I think over 25 touches because he's that key guy like the Yale, Yale and um, Victor Radley, Jake Trebojevic. You know, he's that connect guy all the time to Cody Walker. Outstanding. Near, near 200 metres or something like that. Like about 25 touches, about 18 hit-ups. Mate, it was just outstanding. Yeah. And Manly's, pretty, Manly's got a good – it's a preliminary. You're putting all your cards in. Bang. Everything in. So, mate, he, for him to do that, he was, he was easily the best player. Him, him uh, Cody Walker the best players mm-hmm. on that field. They, he was just dynamic. His runs are so powerful because he's not, he's not a big dude, no. you know, but he was outstanding. So there's, um, that's my 3-2-1. Well, he's big enough to be in the big boys. Well, he plays lock. He does that's have That's the only reason why. A magnificent rig. He's a beautiful looking man. I mean, it really <laughs> is. A f- I, we actually probably need to have some sort of clarification around yeah. what's big, but he's, I mean, he's <laughs> bigger than, he's big. He plays in the forwards, but... He's big geez, enough. I'd like to borrow right. his body for a week. I tell you, I wouldn't wear a shirt. So that leads... <laughs> or undies. Uh, <laughs> dressing room chat. So we've got uh, the leaderboard as it stands. I'm not going to read out eight votes, but we've got James Fisher-Harris on 19 votes. And we have got Payne Haas and Junior Paulo, who are both gone on 21 so essentially Ooh. what it comes down to now, thanks to Young Henrys, and once again, the dash take dash 20 gets you 20%, 20% off. 20% off, huh? 20% off. That is a huge discount on a wonderful, wonderful product. I think all of their booze too. I think it's not just the beers. I think it's the gin. I think it's everything. I love the new town. My the new town is me. good. And so anyway, whoever wins this is going to win a year's supply Interesting that the bloke who said we should be giving more stuff away hasn't actually won anything. So that's bad luck for him. But uh, that's what you get for criticising this show. And then we've got uh, James Fisher-Harris. He basically needs to get two or three votes in the grand final. Yeah. And then he can be the winner of the big boys. Yeah, he was up there until he got... I think he was away for his wedding and a few things. He missed about three games at the back end. Otherwise, I think, he'd be, I think he'd be clearly winning this. So, 
if you give me slide in my DMs and uh, we'll go halves in the beers and burgers. And Bondi Tonys. Yeah. So and if it, if and it's I'll a give three, you three way, if it's a three way tie, producer, then we split it in an even manner between the three of them and th- me, Ren and Will. <laughs> no three ways. No. No good. <laughs> Not on camera. <laughs> Tiana from the Green Room Podcast here. Join me with an exclusive backstage pass featuring in-depth conversations and a bunch of personal and crazy stories from around the world with some of the biggest names in music, film, comedy and everything in between. These definitely aren't your average interviews. Come join me in the Green Room. Presented by the Handshake Agency. Check it out at thepodcast.com.au. All right, we're going to cross now to the man who has been basically weighing us down all year. I'd like, I've tried all year to be positive about this, Harry. You have genuinely provided us with so little and this is your week. This is your week to stand up. This is the time. This is your time, Harry, because everything that's happened so far is your fault. Welcome. Well, that was underwhelming. (laughs) Fly into him, Henry. Harry. I tell you what, I've gone through some of these bets just quickly and there is one bet that I think is just absolutely primed to get up. Oh, yeah, I know. Bring, give I it to I me. Give it to it. me. I think I can pick it. I'll, I'll read mine because I've literally, I have lost all confidence. I have wow, got zero confidence. Look at you. So, shut your mouth. <laughs> so, that is I, embarrassing. I have gone. <laughs> oh, you yeah, pussy. I just need a win. I just need a win. I've taken, and I won't win either. I've taken literally the Rabbitohs one to twelve in Alex, Alex oh. Johnson to score a try. Wow! I actually think I still think Sportsbet is giving you five dollars and seventy five cents for that. I reckon that's fantastic value. I think it's value. I do think it's value. But anyway, it won't no. win. So I still think that's really good. Like if if Souths are winning the game, it's Alex Johnson scoring, and Penrith are not losing by a big score. Like, they're not like, – mm. nothing about their final series has said blowout. So, yeah, well, yeah I love it. Grand final. Thank you. What, apart from the it. grand final, I reckon. So, yeah. so well, I've got go. almost I mean, $6 for a two-leg Maldi. Thank you, everyone. So, when I say 13 plus, I don't mean they're going to win by, you know, like 26. I'm thinking, you know, like 18-4. You know what I mean? Mm. Something like that. I just think so they're, cap- they're very capable of it. Or 14. Anyway, my – is this, can is, we just before we start? Is this your favourite bet? Yeah, <laughs> it's up there. It should be. Can you um, read it out for us, William? My bet is I got the rabbits thirteen wow. plus. Rabbits thirteen plus. I got Dane Gagai, Dane Gagai anytime try scorer, Fisher Harris anytime try scorer, Cody Walker anytime try scorer, and Alex Johnson anytime try scorer. So he's throwing the rough in, James. Fisher yeah, Harris. I just I think through the through the middle of the ruck. Because he hits those lines real good, real close to the line. Mm. I reckon he might be able to fall over. This is all calculated stuff. Gags on that left edge. <laughs> I thought about Cody Walker. He might throw throw a dummy. Calculated. I reckon he'll throw a dummy. He'll slide through. He'll hit gags on a short ball. Hit a face ball to Alex Johnson. Yeah, you've heard it first. Let's go. Imagine if he does that. He's done it in games. I know Penrith's defense is ridiculous. I think they might slip up this week. All right, I think so they're busted. They are busted at the moment. Can you just read out for us... What that bet is paying, please. Okay, so I would love to know the value without the James Fisher-Harris leg, but with it in there, $451 sports bet is prepared to pay pay out. You're welcome, kids. You're welcome, kids. I actually really don't mind the thought behind an 18-4-like scoreline for the 13-plus to get up. I actually think that's in play. I really believe uh, in this bet. Your, your South try scorers, absolutely. But man, oh man, that is some juicy odds to get James Fisher Harris in there. Come on, big fish! And for everyone on, watching at home, four hundred and fifty times fifty is almost eight thousand dollars. Yeah, for the clubs, three thousand actually. I think it's two thousand four hundred for the clubs. So well done to all of the clubs. We'll be uh, flying down first class wherever you are. <laughs> we're going to get a, a jet. We don't care because we can't go anywhere else. It's interstate. We get a jet. Uh, so the producer. Now the producer has finally. He's displayed some level of self awareness here, and he's accepted that he's terrible, 
And what he's done, and I respect him for this, so he's had two bets and he's going to fund one of them himself. I would prefer he just gave us $50 because it's probably more likely. But <laughs> his first bet is incentivised in the Turnbull and Cool and Gatter in the Gimcrack Stakes. All right. Well, okay, so the producer has come in here and he's reminded us all that spring carnival season is upon us. Got the Everest rolling around, then all the big races down in Melbourne. So sports better paying, he's paying $5 in the all-in markets there, but it's also a good opportunity to remind people that not only does betting site do all the sports, go to horsebetting.com.au. You can do the same thing that you do on betting site with the horses. So you want the best price? Get to that website. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, and the, well, the bet that he's put on himself, he's gone Panthers into the unders, into Brian To'o, into the first half being the highest scoring half of Ooh. the two halves, which I guess is like a 50 percenter. So that's an unusual combo. Yeah. He's an that, unusual that's certainly bloke. one we haven't seen this year. <laughs> He's a very Can the producer player. give us what price he got? Uh, we've got $11.75 with Sportsbet. So, okay. It's, uh, I mean, I guess I don't mind the unders because I think it probably won't be a blowout. And Brian Toto's, you know, he's scoring a lot of tries. The first half's people are more tired in the second half, so they generally, but anyway, you know. It's it's another if it gets up, it's another five hundred and eighty seven dollars and fifty cents to go with the one thousand three hundred that Willie wins. Well they don't call them exotics for nothing, so yeah, they do. I kinda right. like it. It's good fun. It's good fun. So mate, what have you got? Because this really is your last chance for you to redeem yourself. It's been very, very lean year for you. It has. Uh outside of round two. Um but <laughs> I just, I've gone the other way. I think Penrith win the grand final by one to 12 points. I think Matt Burton scores. I think Stephen Crichton scores. And I think Cody Walker scores for South Sydney. All at any time, roll that all together and sports bet will give me $49.75. That's good price. That is a good price. I was, I was stunned at the price when I generated it this morning. Yeah. Absolutely stunned. Yeah. It almost mate, pays as much as Willie's bet. Well, look, <laughs> there might be some figures that come up on the social media, but they're wrong. That's not right. Ren, what do you well, got? Mate, you rushed me into putting my bet on today. I was trying to go surfing, so I've, I've kept it conservative. Uh, Rabbitohs 1 to 12. Brian Tottle to score at any time, and Alex Johnson to score at any time. Mm. I like it. I like it. All that. right. Rennie's backing his junior club, coming through the bunny system. I have Rabbitohs to. Rabbitohs 1 to 12. Look. Come on, Rennie. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to walk through the streets look. of Marubri if I was back Penrith. Nah. I, look, the two try-scoring legs absolutely love, and I think to include either the Rabbitohs, like it becomes a toss of the coin job at that point, and to get $12 for that, look, I, th- I think that with Ladbrokes is, yeah, that, that's a really good bet if you do fancy Souths. And you don't just want to take them in the head to head. If you want to get a little bit of value, get take the twelve dollars that Rennie has. You might you might be uh, smiling on Sunday night. Mm. You might be. Let's might hope be. we're all smiling. Yeah. Let's hope. Let honestly, there is absolutely no way that we can all smile at once. But if if there has to be one better get up. I'm yeah. sorry, but Willie's has to get up. Oh. <laughs> Do we see Fisher Harris score in the first ten minutes? It's on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's on. Yeah. yeah. No. Th- Start the car. Honestly, we have been pretty average this year. The total that we've got so far um, is $4,355. So assuming we win nothing this weekend, which let's be honest, is probably, you know, it's for some junior club, that will be... It's a shitload of gear, man. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, we we joke about it, but thanks to bettingsite.com.au, there is the opportunity for us to give... We probably won't be able to give it away to two clubs like we did last year because we did better last year, but... We got 20 grain last year, eh? Or ten, no. Willie tax. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, we got five. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, we are going to be able to give. Thanks to bettingsite.com.au, we're going to be able to give away a lot of money to a junior club and a deserving junior club. So keep those videos coming in. 
Mate, thank you once again for what you're doing for us and, and what we can now do for some lucky junior club. So, mate, we really appreciate all your time this year. And um, if your bet gets up, I promise that I will apologise to you <laughs> for the introduction of this week's show. Look, I want a nice, strongly worded, written apology yeah. in your own handwriting. <laughs> and it's been a great pleasure to come on every week and um, shoot the breeze and try and find a few winners with some uh, ridiculous multis. So, all the best going forward. All right, mate. Thanks, Thanks, mate. Cheers, Thank mate. You. See you guys. See you, mate. I'm going to say it this week because you haven't. But everyone other than don't take Willie's bet because that's not gambling responsibly. Take my bet. That's gambling responsibly. Everyone gamble yeah. responsibly. All right, well, the grand final has been decided for season 2021. There were obviously the two games on the weekend, the Manly-Souths game on Friday night. We gave you the Seagulls to preview last week, William, and you were not that positive about them. And there's a reason. Your lack of positivity paid off because they got pumped. I know. Um, This is what we've seen coming. Like I just don't think anyone, anyone is shocked about this. Because, you know, the Eagles did very well to get to the preliminary final. They've, uh, you know, and that was all on the back of Tom Trebojevic. Like, don't get it twisted, you know. Like, Manly's a pretty good side, but let's, you know, you take Tom out of this game and you're pretty much on your way. And they did that. You know, yeah. South, South did that. They, they, did, they didn't do a Melbourne job on him, but they did enough. Yeah. You know, um, they, don't, they, don't have defensive, they don't have defensive systems like Melbourne. They don't work as hard as Melbourne do. Nobody does, really. But yeah, they, they did their job. You know, you got Tom out of Tom out of the game. You you dominated their forwards, and you just scored tries on on the edge. It was pretty easy. Yeah. It didn't look like a preliminary final, did it, Ren? Nah, not at all. I mean, Seagulls haven't beat a top four side no, all year. No, and and a lot of young players, a lot of inexperienced uh, players in the Manly side. Yep. You know, they're going to be better off for it in the coming years. They've got a, lot, a huge amount of talent, but you know, South needed to make a statement. You know, especially going into this grand final, they they needed to really put a put a stamp on this game, and and people are talking about South potentially winning the grand final now because they showed obviously against Penrith uh, they were, they were premiership contenders because no one expected them to beat Penrith, so they needed to go out and put a put in a good performance against uh, against Manly. There was a couple of concerning things from the Rabbits. I, I think their completion rate they made eleven errors. You can't make 11 errors against the Panthers. Uh, 34 missed tackles. That's something they need to fix, uh, especially against uh, wow. Penrith. Yeah. So, um, you know, everyone expected the Rabbitohs to win. They did enough, uh, but they need, they need to go to another level to beat Penrith. They weren't so. tested, were they? They weren't really tested, no. I think, I think um, if Tom had scored that try, put the ball down, and if they let that first try, uh, the, the try that was on that, their right edge go through... There was another uh, um, call which was similar to the week before. Yeah, you know what I mean with the yeah. decoy coming through the and Reynolds coming over. It looked like it looked pretty clean just watching it normally. And then you slow it right down. Then you know that player blocks the other player from getting to the ball. He falls over, plays his part, and no try. I think it would have been a different game mm. because Manly looked like they could score most yeah. of the time when they were down there. Yeah, you know what I mean. They were down there twice. They scored twice, but they 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 messed it up. It wasn't like their their defense was like just was championship defense. Like you look mm. at Penrith and you look at Melbourne, it looked like no one can score. You got to mm. score off kicks. You got to score off deflections against these blokes. You rarely you rarely can just score a try where where the Rabbits were scoring against the Eagles, where you just play play numbers and hands 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 and like hit holes and all that kind of stuff. Like you, that doesn't work. So what do you reckon Manly need to do next year to improve? Like where where do you reckon? Oh, they've got some big improvement. They're going to lose Reynolds. Um, they lose Gagai. No, Manly. No, Manly. Oh, Manly. Okay. Um, just build on this year. Have a, have a plan B for when Tom gets taken out of the game. Mm. When they're trying to kick, when they continuously kick it down their, le- their left edge to get to Saab. So when Tom gets it on the second hit up, he carries with his right with his right hand instead of his instead on the right side he comes with his open side so he can step off his right foot and he can pass that way as well when they pass this way to Saab Saab doesn't come at, he doesn't come at you that hard no. not the toughest kid and then so Tom so when he comes out of that back edge Tom gets it from either first receiver or dummy half and the markers get him quite easy because he doesn't have that blistering pace like uh, Pappenhausen and all those sort of blokes and then he seems to come that way and he straightens up even though he doesn't get belted it's still a three man tackle 
And then he's out of the, and then he's out of the, um, out of the set of six, and they go to the other side. You know what I mean? They need, they need someone else. They need, can... they need, um, they need to work on their edge defence. Mm. Um, their centres and both their back rows, uh, back rowers are both inexperienced. Come up with some poor decisions uh, defensively. I think that's where they really need to yeah. to improve. Um, you know, their forward pack solid. You know, especially yeah. with. Jake Travojevic in the middle, they can really tighten that up. But uh, for, for me, it's their edge defence that needs fixing, and I think that'll be a big uh, emphasis on their preseason. And then you have a look at like who's on, on their edge. Schuster first year, not too, you know, like Olukawatu. you watch, you know, he's not the quickest bloke, doesn't look the most athletic. Olakwatu, big guy, oh, he looks like a front row to me in a couple of years. Yeah, I think he wouldn't be lost. He wouldn't be get as lost in the middle. He's a big body. He wants to get in there and bang, but he's on that edge. You got to play like pretty much like a back. You know what I mean? You're mm. part of that left left four or right four, and so you that's what they all the combinations and that that they'll work on in the preseasons will be way better next year because yeah. I don't think anybody thought Schuster and Olakowatu would have been starting in the back row at the start of the year. No, you know what, what I mean. So if they improve that, you got Jake, you got the two props. You know, you, you got a, you got a pretty good side still. Yeah. What do you reckon about Moses Sully not getting? Much of a go this year. Well, you have a look at that Harper kid. The kid, I think he was sitting in Parramatta reserve grade, played a couple of first grades, first grade games over there. But he just he got an opportunity when Sully was injured, and he just he took it with both hands and had a great year. So just that, that's just one of those years where you know Sully. It's not like he got Mark Gagne coming back. No, you know what I mean. He didn't really warrant that person getting taken out. He had to play himself out. Kid didn't play himself out. Mm. You know, so I I would have. Pick Sully a lot earlier, but like he, he just didn't play himself out. And Des is pretty solid, like, isn't he? Yeah, you know, probably. And he um, probably would have known Sully was leaving, so I was like, you know what? Why would I pick him? He's uh, Sully, very powerful runner, but he, he his IQ of the game isn't where it needs to be. He makes a lot of uh, poor reads in in defence. Uh, a few errors here and there, but he's definitely a player that you know he'd be a handy pickup for any. For any he gets side, co- yeah. because he, he gets coached very... the right way. He just needs a couple of things peeled back yep. and go back to the fundamentals and like defensive stuff. And because I don't think he got coached, he was just one of those kids, Sully, that just went on the dream ride straight to first grade without even getting coached. Just been a you big know what I mean? Just being runner. a big, strong ball runner. Give the ball to Sully. Yeah. Don't coach him about like the different like different looks he's going to get in defense when he gets to first grade. He just he's one of the kids flew to first grade. And then he's got to learn everything again. Trust me, no one does. He would have got coached. He would have been in that. But before that, like yeah. he, got, he he improved a hell of a lot when he got to Des. Yeah. But like the the run up there to the from the Tigers to the Dogs, and then he got shifted around. Then he went to the, to Manly. Then mm. he started playing really well. Mm. You know, so like he's just one of those those play, players that need to like really go back to the basics mm. defensively because it's hard defensive center because yeah. he wants to get in there and just run over everyone. Yeah. It's not about that anymore. The other game. Was probably the big boil over. I mean, Ren picked it. Ren, uh, he's genius yeah. now. What made but you pick? No, I just don't think it's a bad thing losing that first that first semi final. No, we've we've done that before. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we still I just Cowboys. Didn't, I never I thought it really thought. kicked them into gear, and and everyone wrote them off. But they're a young, enthusiastic side, and and they they've got a they've got an arrogance about them. Mm. They wanted to prove everyone wrong, and and you know, really. Really shut everyone up, you know, and I—that's why I just couldn't rule them out because they've been the best defensive side all year. They've got strike everywhere. They've got you know some great young players, and I just thought that that loss was the kick up the ass they needed. Yeah. Mm. So, I, look, I, I thought, and I mean, obviously, I said last week I felt like when the Panthers are playing well, it's when whether you call it arrogance or whatever, they look like they're having fun. Yeah. And and Luai and Toa, they, they looked cry and they looked like they were having fun again on the weekend. I think their Fords laid the platform, but they just looked like they were enjoying it again. Mm. And um, you know that that was good. I, I think the Storm, to some extent, shat the bed. They yeah. just they, they were just so unlike the way the Storm normally yeah. play. And Bellamy was obviously pretty disappointed after the game, but they lose a bit. <laughs> I thought this year we thought when they lose Cameron Smith, they might have lost a bit. But next year, losing Fanuke and, and a couple of others, Adokar and, and Hines. Yeah, Fanuke and, and Osofa Solomona was probably their two best players. The, the thing for me with Penrith is that everyone was into them about their attack. And the first thing they did in transition was start moving the ball. We spoke about it last week. They needed to come up with something different. They rely on their power play. 
You know, they'll kick long, you know, take it up through the middle. They just grind you down, grind you down. Till you force an error, they'll put on a play with, within the 20-metre zone of the, of the opposition. But what they did when Melbourne kicked the ball is they started shifting the ball. They made the Melbourne uh, so, defensive side move. You know, they were scrambling all game and they had, didn't have an answer for it. Yeah, Ren, we've been speaking about this to try and give the other sides the sort of key to how to beat the storm. Yeah. And little things like this. So just say you've got a, uh, a penalty coming out of your in 40 and you kick it on their 40. Just say that. Usually they'd take one or two, most teams, one or two rucks and you're pretty much in the middle of the field. And then you can go left or you can go right, traditionally. They will go on, sh- pass, pass, and then out the back, out the back, and then having a crack at them straight away. Therefore, your middles come up, have no contact, and then you've got to go back, and then you've got to go towards the ball again, so your middles are travelling again, and then you're still you're situated right on the sideline, and then they're coming back to the middle of the field, you're moving again, and then you go, you're just non-stop shifting. And then it coincided with Welsh and Brandon Smith getting injured, because they were moving around a lot, there's a lot of big contact early, but then the fatigue factor come in. And Melbourne look more tired than Penrith yeah. because their middles. Kamakamitha doesn't usually play big minutes. Mm. Big Nas wasn't playing that many big minutes. Yeah. Um, Jesse Bromwich wasn't playing massive minutes. They were, they were stretched. And, they, and they're big boys. Mm. They rely, Melbourne rely on every single player. It's not just about 12 or 13 players or 10, you know, make sure these guys are on. 17 players got to do the job for Melbourne's their wheel just to non-stop. They just, yeah. they just go and go and go and go. They're hard to stop. But it would look it looked like Penrith got him. Yeah. Penrith, you know, they had Leota out. You know what I mean? They they lost Pangai Jr. They had some players there, you know, but like Penrith Sorensen didn't stop. Sorensen was a beast. They were Capewell was a beast. Yeah. They were really Yayo was yeah. a beast. They were re- Isaiah Yo, so he's been a bit quiet in in the first couple of semifinals, but again, he was the difference. He was that link. He gets the ball on the A defender, he skips to the third defender. He, he creates spaces on the edges. It, when Brian Tall scored that try, he creates spaces even, on those edges. So their defense was just relentless, relentless, relentless. And then you had the inexperienced players from Melbourne that will drop coming up with fundamental errors. That Remus just Smith, Re- Jennings. Without naming names, you know. Oh, but well, there's names there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I names. don't – obviously, you know – it was tough for them because it's not a criticism. Sixteen errors, criticism. sixteen errors, too many errors. But they were under pressure from from Penrith's defence being relentless. Yeah. Their line speed um, in your face. Um, even Harry Grant, his decision making out yeah. of uh, dummy questionable. Half, questionable. It was he's never had a. I've never seen him have a game like that. You know, he was. Um, you know, obviously uh, a couple of times he was trying to pass the ball too late, trying to be a bit too creative. Yeah. You know, they were coming up with errors, and every time. And mentally, every time they got on a bit of a roll, they yeah. dropped the ball on the fourth or the fifth tackle, and they yeah. just could not break. Then they would the grow. Penalty. Then they would grow. Penrith would grow. Like even though it was, I look at the storm and go, "You should have caught that." Even though I was in traffic and stuff, you still got to catch those balls as a yeah. first grade player. You need to catch those balls in contact. But for Penrith, on the flip side, bang, that's our defence. That's in contact. So you grow and grow and grow as a team. You get stronger and stronger. And the more they drop, the stronger Penrith got. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't about, oh, they're just dropping cold balls in front of yeah. us. No, it's our pressure from our defence that's making Remus Smith mm-hmm. and Jennings and all these blokes come at Kamitha, um, these rookies yeah. pretty much, drop the ball. Basic errors. Basic yeah. errors. You know, yeah. when the fucking foot was on the throat, yeah, you know there was those plays that were coming up with the mistakes. You always expect Melbourne just to turn it around at some point. It was yeah. like ten minutes in, twenty minutes in. All of a sudden, it's ten minutes to go, yeah. and they're trying to chase those points. The only person for me that really stood up and looked dangerous was Jerome Hughes. He was good. Yeah, he, he was, was good. outstanding. He takes the line on. Not many halves like him take the line on. Yeah, and big, I, I thought he was outstanding. Big Nas. Big Nas was good too. Nas big Nasty well. was come off the bench. He yeah. went. He was going hard. And Dale. Fanukan left it all out. There's 73 minutes in the middle. Yep. It's ridiculous what yep. he does. Um, but I just look. I looked at the Panthers go. That that was a ballsy, ballsy win, man. Kickout was outstanding off the bench. Um, like Sorensen, Pangai Junior come after Welsh so hard at the start of the game. Mm. Even though, but I think losing Welsh and losing Brandon and Smith, Brandon Smith, two starting middles yeah. in the first 15 minutes, huge. 
it's massive. I don't think people it's understand that. It's hard to cover. That's what I said. Because Kamen Kamitha's got to get more minutes. You know what I mean? So it, it, they, it really stretched them, especially in the last 20 minutes. Mm. Where did you, watch the, did you watch the pace of the game? Yeah. Like, compared to the first minute, I watched about, I think it was like 72 minutes in. It was like they were walking the poor buggers. They They're just fucking warriors, mate. Yeah. Everyone who's took that field on the weekend, hats off. Nothing but respect. It's well, ridiculous. Pe- Sorry, Pe- Penrith's best player throughout these semifinals has been Stephen Crichton. He's come up with unbelievable carries out of the backfield, mm. and he's he's saved a fair few tries. Yeah. I mean, he's been that, outstanding. Yeah. Out of the three, you know, everyone speaks about Luai and, and Cleary, but Steve Crichton, I think he's been the best player throughout the season. And final. Dylan Edwards, Dylan Edwards, Dylan Edwards. Great. He he got to over two hundred and forty meters last yeah. week. We sort of went, we sort of flew over that a little bit. Yeah, he should get that. But yeah. like this week, he was everywhere. Mm. He was that link man, especially was we've been going about how they. Um, how you got to attack early. So he was getting the, the number one thing is that you one of your ball players need to get in at first receiver as well. And he was getting in there first receiver, skipping across and just making them work. Yeah. Like he got in at first receiver about, I reckon about eight times. He took some tough carries. And he took some real tough carries, mm. but because he's hard to hit and he's very evasive, it's not because he's fast or massively strong. He's very evasive. So he moved the middles around even more. He was mm. stepping around. It's like Shikoski. You know, I remember yeah. him. He was just fucking annoying trying to tackle him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to rip his head off, but you can't get fucking near him. Yeah. This is what this kid's like. He was sort of dancing around, throwing little dummies here, making the middles move. Like He did that about eight, nine times, and it just frustrated the middles a lot because mm. you can't get a clean hit on the kid. So he was outstanding. A big thing, and I'd be interested in both of your takes on this because the week before, obviously, the, the Penrith-Parramatta game was a pretty brutal game, and, and, and people thought, oh, well, Penrith will probably struggle and they're coming into the storm about a week off. Yeah, There's no question that that, Storm Penrith game was a lot tougher physically than what South had to deal with against Manly. You come into the grand final week, how much is that going to play a toll and how much do you get to a point where everyone's injured in a grand final, it's been a long year, and you just have to get through it? All right, there you go. I just think it's it's a relief from, you know, the pressure was to get to the grand final because they lost that one game. They're young kids. They're, they're jumping out of their skin for this game now. I don't think fatigue's going to play a factor at all in this grand final. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think South has got there relatively easy, um, easily like injury wise. You know, obviously the the tough they weren't as tough games as Parramatta and Storm. So Panthers are battle hardened. Mm. I'll be I'll be thinking nothing but positivity if I'm the coach or if I'm in, if I'm in that sort of team environment. We're built for this. We had a big run in last year, got to the grand final. Now this is our year. Like that's the sort of talk that's going to be going on during the week. Like we've fucking battled. Parramatta was a battle. Storm, that's like two grand finals in a row. Mm. Pretty much what they had to play for. And then you got this. Now we're here. One game, let everything go. Everything on the line. Push all your coins to the middle. You know what I mean? Fisher-Harris, all these little injuries and Toto and Luai and Cleary. Now they can really let everything off. Mm. No more games. No kangaroo tour. No World Cup, no nothing. Leave so, everything out there, and this is you're going to get the, you're going to get the best Penrith. When do the nerves start? Now, like, are you today. nervous all week? Today, or are you like, do, I think, do you like you would have got through the weekend, and then once Monday comes, because then you just you don't even review the weekend. Who cares? And then bang, Monday starts. Photos, grand final photos, Dally M's, all that sort of shit. Everything happens now. Everything yeah. starts now. So. That's up to the coaches to try and get into their ear, like and just and last year, like the Penrith being there last year, this is this is pretty easy for these guys. And were you the same, Rem? Were you the whole week just like not nervous about the game, but just it, it was just the only thing you were thinking about? Is there any way you can escape from the pressure of knowing that it's coming? I think it's more about enjoying the week. I mean, you have so many fan days and you know, everyone's everyone's focusing on you. There wasn't no, oh, yeah, not nerves. I just think it's just nerves. because you just switch on for the grand final. Just, I, don't think, I don't think it was nerves. Everyone was just like you hung over for a couple of days too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like no one. You don't really come to until about Wednesday. <laughs> Serious. I, I, I think the nerves really hit once you just walk in that dressing room. Once yeah. you, it becomes a, a reality when you you walk, you, the bus pulls up at that stadium and that's oh, when game the nerves, day. Yeah. yeah, that's when the nerves start to kick in. But uh, I think they. They're just going to enjoy the week. Yeah. Constantly, all week, you're just constantly thinking about it. You think about it, little bits, and then you're just sort of hanging out with the boys, and it's too much fun. 
There's it's probably, so much fun. It's so much fun. Like you got to really enjoy it. And I think we did to like, mm. like every week. No one was really stressed. No one was. We just didn't. Mm. know. I've never been to a grand final. The only person that's played in the grand final was Tony Grimaldi and Andrew Ryan. Yeah, they both got beat. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon that they'd be less involved? Like they don't do the grand final breakfast and that anymore. But no, yeah, we did that. That was mad. Yeah. yeah, all that shit was <laughs> we fun. Had a laugh. Yeah, it that was, was good. fun, man. It's good. Yeah. Grand final breakfast was mad. Yeah, we stayed in a hotel the night before. Russell Crowe rang me. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. What Russell want? Oh, he's just, I think he was in gladiator mode. It was about 2004, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been. Serious, yeah. yeah. I think I told that last year, the story when he rang me. So you look at the game and you look at the fact that the Panthers are favourites in this game. I Personally, I think that Souths should be favourites for this game. I can see where the Panthers are because they've been the dominant side all year and they've, you know, they've done everything that has been asked of them. But I just feel like Souths... I don't know, Ren. What do you reckon? I know that you say Souths have made a lot of errors coming into this game from the game before and they need to tighten things up. Mm. But that South side has got points in it, regardless of how well the Penrith side defend. They do. Their left edge is the best attacking weapon in the competition. Um, Ever. I, I think for Penrith, they're going to be fully aware of what sort of attack... South are going to be throwing at Adam on that left edge. I think South need to come up with some plays on the right edge, go away from uh, from trying to attack that right edge of Penrith. For me, I think South really need to target Jerome Luai and Viliami Kickout. I think there's metres to be made with Jerome Luai. I don't think his tackle effectiveness is up to not not up to standard he just does a job and yeah. and, and relies on his centers or his back row to protect him so I, for me if I'm south especially coming out of uh the backfield area in transition there's definitely meters to be made on on Penrith's left edge uh what we call a, a, a bob set so a blind open blind I'd be going to the middle back to the right edge of uh Back to the left edge of, of Penrith. I'd be targeting Viliami Kikau. I'd be working him over. I'd be trying to... T- You're not going to win a battle with Penrith with their forwards in the middle. They're just... They're too strong. They, they're they the best at holding... Uh, slowing down the ruck in defence as well. Um, and again, like we spoke about before, the intensity of the bench. The bench is vital in this game to be able to match the intensity of Penrith. Um Tom Burgess, Dre Arrow, Jacob Host, Benji, they need to come on and just keep that momentum going. Once the starting pack, um, you know, obviously do their job in the middle, give Kevin Murray a rest, give Jaden Sewer a rest, and then just lift again. Um, that's that's the way I see South trying to and, – and Adam Reynolds is kicking game. Um, Didn't it, kick Mars last week, did he? Well, he's got a bit of a groin yeah, issue. Yeah, so he needs to – he needs and and in South's back five, they really need to get on the front foot. In, they need to find the ground. They can't just rely on Kemma Murray to get the quick play of the balls, because of Penrith's defence being so good. They need to fight tooth and nail to get up and play that ball quickly. So Damien Cook comes into the game and just be able to create a bit of momentum to get on the front foot, go forward. Otherwise, Penrith. They'll just get numbers in the tackle, hold you down, and, and, and just like Melbourne, they won't have any options to attack. It's like when you, what you're saying about with um, trying to get to, to Luai and kick out, but it's about like getting there and staying there. Staying like there. You've got to get to him straight away. Because Cody Walker doesn't play both sides of the ruck. He needs to drift over that right side. Sometimes, Some, sometimes he, does. he does. I know that, sometimes. but sometimes he, just, he should just be more dominant on both sides. You know what I mean? Even mm. Reynolds, if he sees it. So it's up to Reynolds. If they, just say if they kick... They kick back that way, and then he's coming towards them in the middle of the field. They yeah. need to just go right straight away to get to kick out in Luai. And once you sit on that numbers line, so to speak, you just go blind. You, as Ren said, you jam him. You, you get him. Try and get him at marker, and you make him make three to three tackles in that set. So most players we used to try and go against who would come under fatigue quite quickly. You used to go three for three, three sets in a row, and make him tackle three times in that set. Usually you fucked. 
You know what I mean? Because you're, you're getting every single angle. It's not even about running directly at them. You're running near them, so it's a legs tackle. They come in third man. They mm. come in second man. You know, you, you're involved with tackles all the time. Mm. So even three to four times a set, and you just do that till you're done. Because kick out, like, he, he gets fatigued. He does. And you've got to tire him out in defense. Mm. You know what I mean? And same as Luai. They, they do get fatigued, you know? So you just got to keep going at him and at him and at him. So the right side back row, Jaden, so I just want to give him early ball. Once he stays there, then Cam Murray needs to start doing his stuff, digging in behind the rucks. But don't go on that long shift all the time mm. and rely on your left edge. Yeah, they rely, rely on, on that, that so much. And Penrith will be putting that extra number there because they won't go to the right side. They scramble well. And they scramble like the best team. So mm. yeah, if, if, you know, if you're South Sydney, you'd be looking, you'd be looking at that. Really? So how do you see the game playing itself out? Well, I think the, I think the Rabbits will win. Personally, because I just I think they're a lot fresher, and they've got more strike. I don't think you take Cleary's kick out. You know what I mean? Like they didn't look like they were scoring, and, and that was a bad defensive read from Melbourne when um, when Toto scored. Like I think those tries you can sort of you can you can defend against. They're not hitting holes on an edge. They're not like scoring like just really clean tries. They just they look like they're struggling for points. They honestly do, mm. and I just don't think South ever struggle for points. No, and I think you're in. They're in. The hardest thing mentally they've been getting over now is, is the three defeats they've had in the preliminary. Now they're at the big dance. Let loose. Mm. Defensively, they're going to be sound. But I just think I think Campbell Graham needs to be utilised a lot more. You know what I mean? He's a big, long body. Yeah. And that left edge for Penrith never get exposed. Yeah. Never, ever. Because everyone just keeps going to the other side. Because everyone loves passing right to left. It's, just, it's a lot simpler. You know? Like, it's just... They got him on the right edge in that first semi. So, I... I'd be going right as yeah. much as I can. I mean, Obviously, I that left. What I'd be. What else I'd be doing is they rely on that left edge attack house. I'd have a backup play to, yeah. to, for the next tackle. So attack for attack. Yeah. That's what. I, yeah. They, they if they go on that long shift and they sort of get to gags or thing, they got to come back with something because yeah. that's where you got to understand defensively as well. They're going to come. The the, the Penrith guys will come up. They've got to move all the way back, and then they've got to go. Go to the ball. Then you're going to see some scragglers around the post. That's where you attack, mm. where Jaden Sewer and that can come in. Because then defensively, you're going to have Kikau and all those blokes pushing in. So they're mm. going to be inside that left post. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's when you've got to strike the two pass and then bang. And then even have the option about out around the back. And that's where I think Benji Marshall comes in as that great link guy, especially later in the halves when it's that two pass. You can have Jaden leading and you're going to have a fullback around the back. It's just, they're going to have a lot of options. Because I think you just got to have about three or four shots at Penrith. You've got to keep firing. They do need to stay patient, but I think they need to offload as well, create some second-phase play. I think they can yeah. really um, test Penrith out with some second-phase play. As long as they're not pushing it too much, they need to complete well over 85%. Yeah, they yeah, cannot turn the ball over against um, against Penrith. Well, we're all un- well. We're not we're not all unanimous because Harry's picked the Panthers, but we have all picked the uh, South. The Rabbitohs, Rennie's by one and Willie's by 14. So we've got 13 a full... Plus. 13 plus. just on 14. So, Rennie, you think it'll be nice and close? Nice and close. Reynolds will kick a field goal. In the... Field goal? From 40 out? No. No, that'll two be two point. points. Two points. Two points. Just yeah. saying, just saying. If you're they wrong. might be one behind. And then you right. kick a two-point field I feel goal. for young Blake Taft this week because if oh. they don't have good... Kick pressure. Damien Clear. Cooks. Damien Cooks got a big job. He tackles. He's, he's, he does do, a lot yeah. of kick pressure. He's very responsible for that. Uh, Totola, Nichols. Now Nichols couldn't get. He hasn't got much leg speed. Um, like Jaden Sewell, if they're on that right edge, the back row's got some big jobs, man. You're trying to get it clear because he just fucking puts him right. It'd be a kickoff. Yeah. Adam Reynolds versus Cleary. Mm. You know, um, they're both Two great kickers. The in the game. Cody Walker's. You know, Jaron Lewis got a boot on him. They didn't even utilise Matt Burton. Probably got the best boot out of everyone on that team. And the key for Penrith is Isaiah. Yeah. He is... The link, man. He's a link for their attack. He creates all their opportunity. Doesn't South need to put his head on a plate. I wonder they, what he'd beep test. 28. He beat it. He does two beep tests. He does two beep tests, I reckon. But he just doesn't stop, does he? He's just... He's so good at what he does when he carries the ball. Defensively yeah. sound... 
But well, the way he carries the ball, it's it's he has it's to be annoying. the biggest, he has to be the biggest target for South this week. Mm. They can't give him an opportunity to get over to the B and C defenders, create the opportunity to pass out the back to Cleary and give the edges opportunities. Because I, I think they're going to they're pretty much going to have that same attack on South, like mm. especially from from starting plays when they go shift shift, bang bang two pass out the back, and he makes that look easy, yo. Yeah. Like you know how it is a two pass. The line speed is coming out, and he hits he hits um, the fullback or Luai on the back, out the back quite easily, right on the chest. That's a pressure pass. So I think South will be up to that defensively. They'll know that's happening. So that that left four or right four will be line speed into that second receiver, yeah. and especially the guy out the back. You can you can game plan for that if you know what's on. If you know the two pass shifts on, you can come out and shut that off. Mm. If everyone's on board, and I think I think South will be on board with all that kind of stuff, it's going to be a good game, man. I'm glad it's two Sydney teams as well. In Everyone's, Brisbane, yeah, yeah, fucking hell, that's awful. First isn't time, it? For two <laughs> we had a great time, but I think, yeah, I just think you know it's great to see the Panthers back there. But I think everyone's just happy that Melbourne's not in there, to be honest. Yeah, it looks pretty Same like fucking team. And the Roosters. I'll tell you what, though, it I know how much almost 20 years on it means to the two of you to have both played in a grand final and to have won it, and so. Congratulations to all 34 players. It's a yeah. massive achievement. It's something they'll remember for the rest of their lives. And yep. good luck to everyone. Uh, that concludes this week's episode, the grand final. We have got some winners to announce, though, because we are handing out a heap of stuff. Some GI Strive with GI T-shirts, some Young Henrys, all sorts of stuff. Someone's going in the draw for some Yamaha headphones. And the winners this week, I would like to, I'm proud to announce Todd Greasley, who thinks I have 0%. He, has, he said I've got 0% knowledge. Love you, Todd. <laughs> he said we've gone from 50% when I'm on it with you and now Ren's on it, so 66. 66. Mm. So for those of you that know maths, that means I'm at 0%. <laughs> so Todd's won. Well done, Todd. Uh, Scott Hodge. And Brendan Justice. That's quite the name. Justice. Brendan Johnny Justice. Justice. That sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> That's a producer. He's... Anyway, you're all getting some stuff, so congratulations. So for everybody else, thanks for listening. We've Jeez. had a great year, actually. We're, uh, we'll be back. We'll soon. be back grand final day? No. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. Review, preview, preview. Everybody, <laughs> rate, review and subscribe. I can't hear what the producer's saying. He's saying something. He just gibbers. He's got this awful beard. It gets in the way. He's got food stuck in it. Can't hear what he's saying. Anyway, join us soon. <laughs> glory, glory. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.